Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare It. Check out IDeclareMedia.com. And always remember, no matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. You're listening to the I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare It. Ten years of real raw right now, and we're still going. I Declare Media, the I Declare Show, home of real raw right now talk media. I declare Thank you for 10 years of inspiring, engaging, and listening to I Declare Media, the I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I declare it. I declare it. The I Declare Show. Okay. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to the I Declare Show. I'm Alpha. I'm sitting in for India this evening. Uh, India's on assignment. (laughs) And uh, hopefully she'll return next week. Um, We've got a lot to cover. There are a lot of things that have happened. We've had a uh, State of the Union address by the liar-in-chief or Donald Trump. And um, we've had um, congressional hearings. Matthew Whitaker. Hey, he looked like a real clown to me. But uh, he had his patent, his answers were patent, and uh, he was sticking to them, period. He didn't care what you thought about it. They don't care how obvious they look. So we're going to cover that also. We also have the goings-on in Virginia. Uh, The governor is embroiled in a racist scandal of his own making. The uh, third man in charge is also a blackface wearer. And now we have the lieutenant governor who has been charged with sexual assault, and now a second woman has stepped forward and charged him with straight-up rape. Mm. I'm I'm looking for a third now. Now I'm looking for a third, but uh, just as... Just as as a third one will step forward, uh, you have those on the Democratic side who are running in 2020 are all clamoring for him to step down. Now, first it was the governor should step down. 
And um, that's the way it was. But now you have, of course, Christian Gillibrand. And I don't think she understands. I don't think the she understands the damage she has done to herself with the Al Franken jump the gun, don't give him due process. The one thing about the Democrats, they will turn on their own in a minute. The hell with due process. The hell with everything else. And the killing part about it is they will step down. Democrats will, will quit. They will step down in the face of allegations. Whereas Republicans, they will stand their ground and dare you to remove them in any other way. They don't give a damn. What they say is written in stone. So the differences are interesting. The differences are very interesting. And, um, We've got to cover that. I have some clips I want to play for you. Inspirational at best. Inspirational nonetheless. But um, I would encourage you all to participate. 646-595-4309 is the number to call and express yourself. Give me a call and tell me how you feel. Tell me what you feel. Tell me if you feel. Tell me something good. Tell me that you like me. Oh, that's that's a song I was going to. I miss that sometimes. But um, that's what we're going this evening. As I said, my name is Alpho. I'm sitting in for India tonight. So... Would you please, please, just, let's just um, sit back and uh, for the next two hours, just take a ride with me, stroll with me, and uh, let's see how how far we can get with um, what we got. Because uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we chop it up. It's just that we chop it up. And that seems to be more important than all of the other things combined because we have to have uh, some kind of point in which we either agree or we can disagree, either one. But um, I was watching the um, committee investigation, <laughs> and um, oh boy, Mr. Clean, Matt, Matt Whitaker was primed and careful not to say anything that would anger his Don, his mob boss. Is corrupt criminal. And you see, this is what you get 
the whataboutism crew is getting what they wanted, chaos. Putin is getting what he wanted, chaos. We got a few stories. We got um, <laughs> we got a few stories, and I posted them in the chat room. And I, 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 I give you a little laugh because um, if you didn't see this happening, I sure in the hell did. I sure in the hell did. Um, tax refunds are down 8.4% under Trump's tax plan. <laughs> going to be a lot of unhappy people. But then, too, why not? What a fool believes. Uh, there's some music for those who have been duped. Uh, I just hold my sense on calling Rubes, Rubes. And um, I normally associate song with them. Uh, what a fool believes is one of the songs. Uh, the Doobie Brothers, I believe, are taken in, Mike and the Mechanics. And... Um, I'm a fool for you. I believe that was the impressions. There's one more I always cite because that's just the way I roll. And I simply can't think about it. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, Bill Withers, Until You Use Me Up. And those are the songs uh, that I would like to sing to those Trump. Knuckle draggers. So get yourself a seat. If you got nothing else to do, just fine. Do it with me. That's all I can tell you. Do it with me. Because I've got nothing else to do either. And um, I want to cover a few topics. And one of the topics are the five reasons. That uh, Donald Trump could uh, trigger Republicans to impeach him. And I know it's far fetched, and I know they're never going to impeach him. But this was a very interesting article writing in the Washington Post. Oh, you got uh, Trump and Pecker extorting the Washington Post. Was it Jeff Bezos from the Washington Post, and he just he just outed both of them. Now, this could very easily void the uh, immunity agreement Pecker has with the Department of Justice with the Mueller investigation, and this little trinket might push him into jail time. And uh, if anybody deserves it other than Trump, it would be, well, other than Trump, other than his sons, other than the the rest of those who have been indicted or pled guilty or doing jail time, it's uh, Pecker because he's been buying and hiding stories through the National Enquirer. But uh, Jeff Bezos, multi-billionaire, runs the Washington Post uh, newspaper, and he also runs Amazon. Yeah, that Jeff Bezos. 
Amazon, very, very large uh, corporate scenario by which uh, many are employed, but uh, he's at war with Donald Trump, and this is the fallout. This is the carnage. This is what you. This is what you get. So, I'm anxious to see if um, this will void his uh, agreement of immunity with uh, the Mueller investigation. Oh, I didn't ask for a sound check. I guess not. There's no one else in the chat room. What's up with that? What's up with that, people? Really? Seriously? And if you're not in the chat room, we could we could have a problem. Got bad blood, so um, I need some accompaniment. <laughs> accompany, accompaniment. So I want to ride along. Never told to ride or die, people. <laughs> oh my goodness! So Donald Trump and um, his um, his rubes are getting um, 8.4% lower tax refunds. And, of course, the um, the deadline to temporarily fund the government is rapidly approaching. There's no wall, no 5.7% Eight billion dollars are being um, given for his so-called wall, and you know, it's, there's one thing that Democrats and I've all I say it and I say it and I keep on saying it and I say it over and over and over because it it bears saying the truth must be spoken more than once. You have to continue to beat the drum, the drums of truth. Because other than that, ain't no one going to hear you. Other than that, the lies run circles around you, and they make it around the world before you can get your pants up. And progressive slash liberals have to hang in there together 
and we as a people must hang in there together. I've never understood how the lure of money promotes betrayal within our community, but then, too, that's always been the case in our community. And I say that's always been the case in our community. You know, one of the biggest disappointments are these pastors who showed up with the president, a table full of African-American pastors. And it, it troubled me to no, to no end. And there was a proper response to who these people are and exactly what they do. I call them house ninjas. You know, the term ninja is substitute for the other. And this is the reason, because even pastors of progressives don't call them out up until now. This is how you call out the house ninjas. So had that asked me, I would have said, you know, before you praise this president for being pro-black, before you praise this president for caring about ethnic communities and marginalized populations, do your homework. Well, some of y'all didn't do your homework. They didn't do their homework. So let me tell you just a little bit of research, not just him personally, but also some of his policies. Perhaps before they went and sat at this table, they should have done their homework. Because if they had done their homework, they would have known that President Trump has ramped up mass incarceration by instructing Attorney General Jeff Sessions to revive vitalize the war on drugs. They would have known that of the 87 picks for federal judges, 85 have been white and just one has been black and one has been Hispanic. They would have known that President Trump supported the Department of Justice engaging in unlawful voter purges, making it difficult for blacks to go and vote. They would have known that Trump is ending protection for predatory lenders, which disproportionately harm black people. They would have known that he is ignoring the affordable housing crisis by ordering HUD to triple the risk of poor tenants in public housing, which mostly affect black people. Do your homework. They would have known that he is proposing cutting $200 billion over the next 10 years from supplemental nutrition assistance programs that will bring more hunger in black and brown communities. They would have known that Trump is worsening the health of black communities through environmental deregulation which disproportionately harms black people through exposure to pollution. Now that's just a few on the policy side, but you don't have to go too far to ask what about 
him personally would make me know that he is not pro-black. I'm glad you asked, because in 1970, Trump's real estate company tried to avoid renting apartments to black tenants and gave preferential treatment to white tenants. He began his 2016 presidential campaign with a speech disparaging Mexican immigrants as criminals and rapists. Y'all remember that? In 2016, he said of people of color, you are living in poverty, your schools are no good, you have no jobs. Hold on, I'm a product of HBCU, and I'm a product of black school systems and black teachers. Don't you ever tell me that my black schools are... Hold on, I ain't done. He says you have no jobs, so what do you have to lose from electing me? In 2017, Trump said 15,000 recent immigrants from Haiti all have AIDS, and 40,000 Nigerians once seeing the United States would, would want to go back to their huts in Africa. He spent years suggesting that the nation's first black president was not a citizen of these United States. He called Puerto Ricans, whose criticism his administration's response to Hurricane Maria. He called them politically motivated ingrates. Hold on, but he called those who marched beside white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia, he called them very fine people. He hired Steve Bannon, a white nationalist, as his chief strategist. He called Haiti and other African nations S-hole countries, and he's taking credit for an economy that has not been built on his administration, but was built on the backs of eight years of hard work under the Obama administration. Negroes, please, don't you come up in here talking about this is the most pro-black president that you have ever seen when the record suggests that he cares nothing about people of color. That strong drug of religion has led many black people astray in our community. And you have to ask yourself, at what price do we pay for attaching ourselves to the Bible of our oppressor? Yeah, there were some some, there was some dead air there, but uh, that's because I was on mute. And this is not uh, this is not rocket science, but uh, we're still in the early stages of exactly the WTF moments. You know, Republicans attack constantly; they attack relentlessly. And they always attack. Democrats, they sit back and wonder how they are winning. How are Republicans constantly winning and constantly able to overcome their political shortcomings? It's because they lie, cheat, and steal. And they do it ad nauseum, repetitiously. They'll lie and lie and lie. When that lie is over, they'll tell another lie. 
and they'll continue down that road. And one of the biggest lies that they tell is that all the Democrats want to do is harass this president. You're damn right. And they should harass him because he's corrupt. He's a bigot. He's a traitor. He's an illegitimately elected. Six four six five nine five four three zero nine. Call me if you don't think so. Call me if you think I'm wrong. Let yourself be heard. Voice and opinion. Try to not sound like an idiot, though. I mean, come on. Try to have a coherent thought about the topic. Let's try to stick to the topic here. I don't need any right-wing, far-right-wing conspiracy theory, QAnon, uh, Alex Jones, like, you know, come on. But then that's what they are. That's who they are. They're the far right, and that's who's taken over. You know, they've never recovered from the Tea Party because the radicalization of the Tea Party had nothing but for Republicans because slowly but surely they've been dragged further and further and further to the right until they're about to go over the cliff. There are no centrists left for their ignorance and their addiction for power. Basically, left them in the big time minority, big minority. You know, they tell you things that seem to defy our logic. But they say it so many times that a certain segment of the American people believe it. They tell you Medicare for all. How are you going to pay for it? It's going to cost $32 trillion. Okay. That's why they dislike AOC so much, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Because she answered that question and she answered it brilliantly and they were left speechless. So down the road they continue to attack her. And let me put it like this. They asked, How are you gonna pay for Medicare for all? It in the next ten years it will cost us thirty two trillion dollars. Thirty two trillion. What Democrats aren't smart enough to retort is that if you don't bring in Medicare for all, it'll cost us $49 trillion. And those aren't my numbers. That's the, what is it, the, 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 
the uh, GO, the GBO, the people who vet, you know, bills and uh, who vet uh, budgets, the government budget office, GBOs. If you bring in Medicare for all, it'll cost $32 trillion. But if you don't bring in Medicare for all, it's going to cost us $49 trillion. Then they ask, where are you going to get the money? The same place we're going to get the $49 trillion from. And that's the cap on that discussion. That turns them away from the demagoguery of Medicare for all. Oh, that's, that's socialism. That's socialism. We already live in a hybrid society of socialism and capitalism. It's just that the capitalism is infected, a cancerous tumor, because it's not just capitalism. It's crony capitalism, and it's vulture capitalism, coexisting with venture capitalism, along with the socialist tinge. And the socialism is simply the socialist police department, the socialist fire department, socialist, socialist, socialist. How about Social Security? How about Medicaid? How about Medicare? The far left isn't far left. The far left is where the majority of the American people are. But they don't hear it enough because there's no messaging from our side. The messaging from our side should be nothing more than a repetitive excuse me a competitive ad nauseum repetitious delivery of centrists the centrist left and that's what it should be known as the centrist left Hopefully I'm not in trouble here. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had one of these attacks in months. But uh, it appears the more I talk, the more I need. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wanted to disseminate to you. You know, they always talk about the will. The will of the American people. Well, the Government Bureau Association statistics. This is the government, this is the GBA. And these are their numbers. When you hear them talk about far left, and I've got it, I've got. Tom Hartman explains it better. 
but these numbers are undeniable. And yet Democrats don't parrot them. They don't repeat them enough to stomp out the rhetoric from the right. 79% of Americans, 79% of Americans, that's Democrats, Republicans, Independents. These are averages. These poll numbers are averages. So, of course, their next move is they'll attack the poll because it's not a favorable poll. But 79% of Americans feel that we should negotiate drug prices to get a better cost and to bring down the cost of health care. 78% of Americans believe that student debt interest rates should be lower, 78%. 77% feel that we should have free preschool and kindergarten. 75% feel that we should have free trade We should have fair trade over free trade. We should have a fairness to our trading deals. 74% feel that we should close the tax loopholes so that everyone pays their fair share. 73% believe we should end gerrymandering. Look, I may not... I mean, I'd make it through this, but um, let me put it on a fast track for you because it doesn't appear that um, from what I'm feeling, from what I'm believing is happening, I want to play this for you so you'll get a better take as to what goes as far left, when in fact, it's where the majority of the American people are. And here's Tom Hartman to further explain. So crazy is is when I hear people, uh, you know, uh, particularly in the morning shows on MSNBC, you know, Stephanie Rule and these other folks talking about, uh, you know, the far left, you got to worry about the far left. The Democratic Party, had, you know, if, they, if the far left takes over, this could be a big problem. Look at the polls. Right. This is a poll that was conducted uh, in 2016 by GBA Strategies on behalf of the Progressive Change Institute. It's a serious, solid poll by a reputable polling company. These are positions that Stephanie Rule and, and many of the others on, the, on, on MSNBC, and, and I, I have great admiration for her as a reporter and as a, uh, as a, you know, a former uh, financial person. I mean, you know, she's, she's great, but she's wrong on this, you know, talking about the, the far left in the Democratic Party. These are your far left positions and how much support they have in the United States, which would indicate that they're actually centrist positions, not far left positions. Do you want to allow the government to negotiate drug prices? 79% of Americans say yes. Should students 
yet the same low interest rates as big banks. In other words, student loans at 1% or 2% instead of 7 or 9%. 78% of Americans say yes. Should we have universal free pre-kindergarten? 77% of Americans say yes. Should we have fair trade that protects workers, the environment, and jobs rather than the so-called free trade? 75% of Americans say yes. This is of all parties, right? Should we end tax loopholes that, that for corporations that ship jobs overseas? By the way, those loopholes were just expanded with the Republican tax scam. Should we end those loopholes? 74% of Americans say yes. Should we end gerrymandering? 73% of Americans say yes. Should we allow Medicare for all? Single-payer health care in the United States. Now, again, you know, the morning shows on MSNBC would characterize that as an extreme left position. 71% of Americans say yes. By the way, every other developed country in the world has already done this. It's not rocket science. Should we disclose corporate spending on politics and lobbying? Transparency. 71% of Americans say yes. Should the NSA be required to get warrants before they spy on us? 71% say yes. Should we spend $400 billion a year, a modest sum, on infrastructure projects? Right? I mean, this is, this is Bernie Sanders. 71% of Americans say yes. Should we have debt-free college at all public universities? 71% of Americans say yes. Stephanie and others, this is not the far left. This is the center of America. Should we expand Social Security benefits? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we have a full employment act? Should the government be the employer of last resort, as Franklin Roosevelt was the last president to do with the WPA and the CCC when, when capitalism fails, like it did in 2008, and hundreds of the millions of people are thrown out of work, 700,000 people a month for month after month for a year? Should the government step in and say, if you can't find a job, we will create a job for you? 70% of Americans say yes. Should we retrain coal miners and oil workers for clean energy jobs? In other words, should we be promoting clean energy, wind, so 70% of Americans say yes. Should we end tax deductions for fines that Wall Street bankers pay when they rip us off? Did you know that, that they can deduct that, the fines that they pay? 70% of Americans say yes, of course. This is just common sense. These are all, you know, should, the, should we have transparency in trade negotiations? 66% of Americans say yes. Should tipped workers get the full, uh, full minimum wage? 64% of Americans say yes. Should we eliminate the Electoral College? 65% of Americans say yes. Should community college be free nationwide? 63% of Americans say yes. Should all corporate political spending be required to be approved by shareholders? 66% of Americans say yes. Should you require a special prosecutor in every case that a police officer kills someone? 61% of Americans say yes. Should we guarantee net neutrality? Now, keep in mind, this was two years ago this study was done. The support for net neutrality has gone up since then, because back then most people didn't even know what it was. 61% of Americans say yes, guarantee net neutrality. These are not far-left positions. This is the center of America. So who's far left? Who's far left? And why isn't this the repeat at all costs, every chance you get? Every time they say one thing, you say another. Why wouldn't this be 
the narrative for those on the left. You have to ask yourself, is this just plain malpractice, malfeasance on the part of the Democratic Party? Or is there some corporateness involved here? Yes, corporateness. And I call it corporateness because that's exactly what it is. You have too many Democrats who are afraid of corporate of this corporate power. And this corporate power is the downfall of our democracy. I'll tell you the biggest enemies of the state of corporations, corporations are the bankers. Then comes Wall Street. And what happened to the ninety nine percent? What happened to what 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 was it that they were called? Wall Street, what was it? That's how, that's how far away from our memory they have become, how irrelevant they have become. I can't even think of who the hell they were. And that says, that says a great deal. You can't think of them, but I knew who. Uh, the Tea Party was because over and over and over and over and over they continued to remind us over and over and over and over again. And there's no one in the chat room to help me and no one to give me a call at 646-595-4309. Call me and tell me who that group was who advocated for equality. And I'm telling you, I'm blank here. (laughs) And it keeps coming to just just little tidbits continue to flash across my mind and I just Occupy Wall Street. That's what. That's what the name was. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy. Where's Occupy Wall Street? Where's Occupy Wall Street in the face of the Republicans' obsequious ass tonguing of Donald Trump? Where's Occupy it now? Where are those people at? Where what happened to their movement? It was stomped out by the moneyed interest. They were all pushed out of the attention of the American people. Occupy Wall Street was a thing for, what, two years? And the one thing I didn't understand about Occupy Wall Street was the uh, anti- 
lesser of two evils they were. They had the idea that there was a alternative when both of their choices were pure evil. And instead of embracing one, which were the Democrats, and grabbing them around their neck and dragging them far left as you possibly could, they simply folded. And the folding left a vacuum, a vacuum of a narrative, of a message, the lack of messaging. It's chilling. It is so chilling. But one thing I could never understand was Occupy Wall Street was a great idea for the 99%. Excuse me. And the 99% ceded power to money and the, those who had enough money to continue to spread a message. They simply got run over by those with a plan and this is where we've landed. We've landed into a mob-like totalitarian traitor in the White House. The At every turn, they prove themselves unworthy to govern. And this is no surprise because this is the way it's gone. This is the way it's been for decades. And they've used their money and their rich donors to run over a centrist left message. And they will continue to do so. So pay attention. Just pay attention to who says it and why they say it. One of the other events that has taken place is the um, the House Oversight Committee, Adam Schiff's committee, and there are so many committees there after Trump's tax returns, of which He's going to put up a fight to prolong it, to drag it out. But that's exactly, that's just who they are. That's who they are. Give me a reason. Politics is a context, and unless you contact those who simply don't know, don't understand, or 
don't care. We will lose this battle. For those who don't believe it's their fight, it's their battle. Until it's too late and they've lost their rights under this Christian Sharia. Because no matter how you cut it, they are willing to misinform, project, and flat out lie to reach power. Let's make no difference. Let's make no mistake about it. If we don't have some kind of message coming from the left, you won't win. You can't win. And you won't be there. (laughs) You won't be there in the room when it happens. Let's turn into one of my Favorite songs from the musical Hamilton. I didn't say Hamilton was my favorite musical. Matter of fact, uh, I've never been to a musical, or Broadway, or any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that cultured. Or better yet, I just don't give a. You know, I don't have any F's left to give to that particular genre. So, this is as close I get to culture. This is as close as I can get to culture. And um, it's a, I would say it's a vast, a vast spectrum of how I, my worldview, the way I see things, and the way I interpret things. I don't particularly care about the speculative nature of some of the political pundits that I hear. Everyone has an opinion. But everyone's not going to be right, including myself. 646-595-4309. So give me a call and give me some hope. (laughs) Give me some hope because right now, it's not happening. You're not you're not really moving the needle of confidence as progressives continue to fall by the wayside. There should be someone willing to step forward and 
carry a message, carry the message. We all need inspiration. We all need someone to inspire us. We all need a story. Yeah, that's it, a story. One of my favorite motivational speakers is Mr. Les Brown. Les Brown, I've listened to him for a long time, and I've listened to him over and over again. And this is one that didn't, didn't, did not escape me, but it's one that that I've heard, and um, it really inspired me. I want to play it for you because Les Brown is one of the best motivational speakers, and he has this knack. And I've always said that if I can hold your attention long enough, to get my point across. I got you. And that's the bottom line. There you go. In the Far East, they have something that's called the Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree takes five years to grow. And when they go through a process of growing it, They have to water and fertilize the ground where it is every day. And it doesn't break through the ground until the fifth year. Okay? But once it breaks through the ground, within five weeks, it grows 90 feet tall. Now the question is, does it grow 90 feet tall in five weeks or five years? The answer is obvious. It grows 90 feet tall in five years because at any time that person stopped watering and nurturing and fertilizing that dream, that bamboo tree would have died in the ground. And I can see people coming out talking to a guy out there watering and fertilizing the ground that's not showing anything. Hey, what you doing? You've been out here a long time, man. And the conversation in the neighborhood is, you growing a Chinese bamboo tree, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, even Ray Charles and Stephen Wonder can see ain't nothing showing. You know that's how people are going to do you? So how long have you been working on this? How long have you been working on your dream? It's good. And you have nothing to show. This is all you got to show? People are going to do that to you. And some people, ladies and gentlemen, they stop. Because they don't see instant results. It doesn't happen quickly. They stop. Oh, no, 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 no. You've got to keep on watering your dreams. And when it began to happen, they stop laughing. They say, look. Whoa, look, look here. It's, look, look how, hey, man, you know, I know you could do it. Look here, you got a job here? <laughs> <laughs> See, see, during those hard times, we didn't know how you're going to make payroll. During those times when you fail and, and, and things didn't work out, they were, they were nowhere to be found. But you know what I discovered? 
When you're working at your dream, somebody said, the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. Oh, it's sweet to you. It's good to you. Why? See, when, you, when it's hard and there's a struggle, see, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. That's far more important. The kind of person you become, the character that you build, the courage that you develop, the faith that you're manifesting. Oh, it's, it's something that you get up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror, you're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit. And people know that you know what life is, that you have embraced life. You knew it was hard, but you did it hard. It's Les Brown. And the brother has been motivating for a few decades now. And every time he has a, a certain message he wants you to understand. And that particular message was simply... Don't give up on your dreams. Don't ever give up on your dreams, regardless to how you feel about it, regardless to uh, how unmanageable it seems. The bamboo tree, amazing. The story and his delivery was amazing. To me, it uh, it symbolizes so much in the African American community, and that's who Les Brown is. He's a motivational speaker. He motivates you, and uh, I just wish that more of people, my people, would. Hitch their wagons to this particular message because you don't have to be an educated man to be, to be a very wise man. It doesn't have to happen. Or it simply doesn't have to be that way. You have to take it as it comes. Top of the hour. Here in the wind, he said, you know, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was cold. Man, last week it was cold for about a week ago at this time. 22 below, 17 below, 65 degree wind chill factor, minus 65 degrees wind chill factor, minus 70 degree wind chill factor. And I ran, I ran into uh, uh, a comparison, a, a juxtapose. Juxtapose is when you line up two ideas or two subjects together, and you compare them. So it kind of lined up um, last week with today. And some police officers came to my door. And I opened the door for them, and um, 
man, the hawk came into me and run. I'm sitting here and first thing the cop said, hey, can we come in? It's real cold out here. And by me having the the uh, security door open, um, I hadn't felt that cold since I stopped working. <laughs> Man, it was cold. Hey, you talking about cold. The wind was up and blowing, and that's what really made it as cold as it was. I believe it was in the, the temperature was like uh, minus two or two degrees or something to that effect. All I know, it was cold. And by me sitting in the warmth of my home and not having to go out there any longer because I am retired. I am one of the lucky lucky ones, the lucky ones who don't have to hit a lick. I don't have to go out there and hit a lick. It seems to remind me and today reminded me because I backed out of the door so fast. <laughs> you have thought somebody called me because it was time to eat. But no, that wasn't the case. And I'll tell you like this, and I'll be honest with you. It doesn't have to resonate too much with you about how cold it was here in Chicago because, uh, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> believe me when I tell you, damn, it was cold. But it's another story for another day. And as these days run into one another, as retired people can tell you, you know, Twelve years ago, I could, I had all the else I had left to give. I don't give up anymore, and I look at it in a very, very cynical manner. Very cynical manner about um, being a part of the workforce. No, no, don't come in here talking about you sorry you late. You sorry you late. Janice Graham of Our Common Ground. And Janice will be coming back on the air pretty soon. I don't have an exact date. Maybe she'll give me a call here at 646-595-4309 and update us. (laughs) You think you can do that? You think you want to do that? You think you will do that? But we all await her return. Janice Graham, the CEO of TruthWorks Network, of which I normally broadcast the Alpha Show from. I find myself sitting in today for India Declare of the I Declare Show. And I'm very happy to do so because the politics have begun to build up to a point where I just got to say something. I got to bounce some ideas off some people. So since I have one person in the chat room with me, now maybe she can give me a sound check and tell me whether she can hear me or not. 
Because I don't know. And Eddie has always had a problem being hurt. There's always, always something. But the message is still this. Where you going and what you going to do. Because politically, we all know one thing. Politically, we all have to have a certain amount of, let's give it a try. Five, six, four, six, five, nine, five, four, three, zero, nine. Let me go to the phones. Five, six, one, five, six, one. Welcome to the I Declare show. Thank you for calling. Well, good evening, Alpha. Does Does India know you're using her microphone? <laughs> I don't care. If, if, if she cared, she'd be here with me. I'll be here. With me. <laughs> I kind of hijacked it, you know. I figured I, yeah, I, figured I, I did you. it last week. And what I did was I took I, I signed in and, and closed out so nobody else could come in, and I figured I'd run off with the show. <laughs> How well, are you, you are, I'm good, Alpha. How you doing? I'm. Um, I can't even say I'm day to day anymore. I'm hanging on by a thread. Well, you know, life in America is all upside down, all very noisy and confusing, and even to the extent that I still am getting notices that the Tip O'Neill building will be delayed for two hours tomorrow morning. (laughs) And somehow I can't get that part of the federal government to work well. Uh, Alpha, I'm I'm sorry I'm late, um, and I don't know what you've covered uh, and whether or not you have covered the week news events. But um, everything is very troubling. <laughs> I like the way you put that, trouble. And I'm not sure what there is to be said about it because I categorize it as a Category 6 wind vortex. Um, There's a lot of noise. And the noise is very loud. And there doesn't seem to be any room for rational thinking or speaking or talking or discourse in the town square. Um, we've got a lot of, and and I will concede, very important events going on. And, you know, you and I have talked enough that you understand that I believe that the number one priority of people who value the concept 
the ideals of democracy, justice, liberty, and freedom. All of your listeners can choose one of those, or choose them all, or choose two, that they are all at risk. And they have been since the malfunction of the election and it is true, elections have consequences. Now, many people who are listening to us will think that I'm talking about Russia, and I'm talking, thinking, and I'm talking about the Electoral College. Um, underlying the most important issues are those things, but elections do have consequences. And it's not so much as that the shutdown happened. It is, in my mind, what was going on before the government shut down. And they will tell you that it was a partial shutdown, but it really was a shutdown of the operations and agencies that specifically and directly serve the interests of the well-being of citizens of this country. But even if you take one example in the last two weeks where this government, where this administration has decided to dismantle the most important part of the regulations which govern payday lenders. And 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 I hope everybody's clear that most payday payday lenders are foreign, which is why they operate on the internet. Uh Robert Wright, the great economic scholar and professor indicated just a couple of days ago that we're talking about allowing loan sharks to make loans which at an annual rate the interest rate is 400%. Now I say all of that essentially because you and I know both who uses payday loans. And the most important regulation was one that was put in by the Obama administration, which indicated that a person couldn't turn over a single loan more than twice. Because most of your listeners probably don't even use payday loans, but how that works is that a person goes in and borrows $200 and is supposed to pay it over a six-week six period. Well, in the fifth week, if that person believes that they're not going to be able to make that sixth payment, they can ask the loan to be regenerated, which means it's the payment that they – the sixth payment – plus the original amount of the loan. 
And then they start all over again. And that is the predatory nature of the cycle of payday loans. There are some people who will, (coughs) excuse me, turn over their entire paychecks to try to pay a loan of $2,500 that they simply can't make the payments. So the payday lender has the ability to go into that person's checking account and withdraw all monies available up to the total amount of the loan. So that's a kind of and I and I tell that I tell that because it's it, it's illustrative of what's happening in every agency under the preview of this administration. If you all thought that Matt Whitaker was dumb as a box of rocks under his meathead today, multiply that by hundreds of appointed persons in your government. And by the way, Alpha, as you know, that kind of incompetence, that kind of empty suit, empty brain-ness, I guess that's a word, didn't just start under the Trump administration. But dumb heads know a lot of dumb people. You understand what I'm saying? So anyway, I think that that is all all important. And if we don't bring a halt to that, it's Alpha. It's going to take 25 years to clean up Trump's mess. And that's why I call you. I know you just let me go on and on and on so you could talk about how I went on and on and on. Um, but it, it's, it's it's very troubling. The other thing, I haven't had a chance to talk, talk to you since last week. And last week I missed India's show because I was taking a nap. And I didn't wake up until after midnight. But anyway, that's my new thing since I've retired. I take naps. So, but But the other is, I don't know if you've heard, that one of the most... But one of the best talk shows in the country, the Norman Goldman Show, is ending its broadcast on the 22nd of this month. Norm and his wife have spent nearly over the last 10 years $2 million trying to keep that show alive. I mean, he's a damn good talk show host. He's an excellent, awesome legal um, analyst and commentator, and he's gone. And what you got left? So uh, I say all of that so you can respond, you know. Hello, 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 hello. Are you still there? (laughs) Well, well, I mean, that saddens me because I wondered what happened to Norman Goldman. And you're, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. He is very, he is very good. He is very good. And where where did I go? 
I've been trying to get these earbuds to work for me. I know um, I keep hearing that noise. I'm telling India that you were on her show having some tweaking, reeking noise going on in the background. Well, at least y'all can hear me. <laughs> but, you know, Alpha, the other thing I wanted to ask you, what about your boy, Roger Stone? You know... <laughs> what about Roger? You know, you know when they when when Mueller indicted the Russian racketeers and spies, Roger Stone was so proud that he was named as some, as a person of interest in that case. And I'm wondering how he's feeling about it now because uh, Rachel Maddow just uh, presented this, this evening that Mueller is citing that case in preparation for sentencing for Roger Stone. But I know he your boy. You you, you like that. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Roger Stone is going to try. He's going to fight this all the way. He is looking to poison the jury pool now. With his yep. uh, with, with his rhetoric and that and that's that's the goal. Well, he's been that's doing that goal. for months and months. He's been doing that for over right. a year because he and knows been, that he was going to be targeted. But I don't see him serving the president very well. Roger well, Stone is goal. trying it's to goal. help Roger Stone at this point. Right. Right, he just wants to serve himself. Mhm, mhm. So. It, it, oh, and the other thing I wanted to ask you: all these people are doing these formal calls for uh, the lieutenant governor of Virginia to resign. They're demanding it. Uh, there is going to be. Uh, in the Virginia legislature, some kind of beginning of impeachment, I don't know exactly what the Virginia Constitution requires or allows. But here's my question. There is the demand for for the governor to uh, resign has kind of gone into a um, kind of like a muscle. What's your thoughts about that? Well, you act like you, you act like them thoughts ain't obvious. The lieutenant governor, black, and his crimes oh, are uh-huh, much greater. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, so the governor, the white well, man, uh, okay, got a that, black uh, you face just, on. You just said something that I'm interested in. You just said something that I'm very interested in. <laughs> Sexual assault is a crime. Rape is a crime, and I agree that this lieutenant governor needs to now resign, even though there has not been any evidence presented against him. And in sexual assault, in sexual crimes, it's very hard to find evidence unless it's a a street crime. I'm, yeah, a street crime. 
But there is evidence that the governor has violated every moral standard of indignity toward black people. And they both talking about they're not going to resign. Well, the the third man in charge is guilty of the same oh, thing. Oh yeah, as the I, I'm calling them. Of. I'm calling them. You ready for this? I'm calling them the Virginia Triad. <laughs> but you see, now that the second woman has stepped forward, has stepped up and said she was raped. She said yep. she's right. He raped her. When he was 19 years old at Duke. So, and she, and they, they, they threw in this, this, this extraneous, she told somebody. Uh-huh. And, and um, she discussed it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. God, all I'm that. starting to hate all Facebook that. and Twitter. Oh. <laughs> all of that, they... They 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 did it, and you know when it happened. Well, yeah. wait a minute, this man. This if you did it when it happened, this man's run for lieutenant governor, and he won. Where you been? Well, he didn't win. And I'm not. He just, was just. Huh? He didn't win. He didn't win. No, 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 no. They run. They run separately. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. They run separately. Oh, I, I I thought they ran as a ticket. Okay. No, no, they, they, run, they run separately in Virginia, and he won. Now, I'm not saying that she's not credible. I'm simply saying, what's up with that? Just the same. It's the same thing with the Kavanaugh Supreme Court, you know, and what did Kavanaugh do? Yeah, but the, the you know he the came black out man and denied it. the black man rapes exactly. and he has to resign. The white man rapes and he gets to go on the Supreme Court. What's wrong with that picture? Well, look at it like this too. Here's what's wrong with that picture. Who's who was one of the first people yelling right resign, resign, resign for all three of them? Christian Gillibrand. Christian Gillibrand, damn process. And I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not saying that uh, he shouldn't resign. I'm simply saying, let's, you know, let's see where this leads. Because you, this is the governor, the people who follow the governor attacking this black lieutenant governor. I contend that this this governor. Is a soldier of the Klan who simply infiltrates. See, Republicans play the long game. They'll send the Trojan horses into the Democratic Party. Uh huh. And to do their bidding. Let's let's let, let's let's not only run against them with our propaganda and our message. Let's infect them. With one of ours Let's infect them with us And that's basically what they've done uh-huh. And that's basically How they do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this, didn't, this is not something new 
This has been going on for decades. Because look at the look at the blue dog Democrats within the Democratic Party. Look at uh, what's his name. Uh, or one of the best examples is uh, Joe Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Can he mm-hmm. can he have been any more of a chameleon than he was? Can he have been any more of a Trojan horse than he was? At every level, at every step of the way, you know, this is what you find. People who are actually Republicans, who have been on a mission, who have been on a um, – Let's give it the name of um, they've been the suicide bombers of your political party mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they just run in a room full of people and blow themselves up and get everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why and that's how they've operated every step down the way. See, there's more of us than there is of them, but yet they keep winning, and they keep winning because there is no. Message. Not only is there no message, there is no commitment to your message. And this is why they hate AOC so much. This mm-hmm. is why they mm-hmm. hate Bernie Sanders. They throw mm-hmm. out that, that, oh, it's, it's, it's socialism. Oh, how are you, you going to pay for Medicare for all? It's going to cost $32 trillion. And instead of the response being the truth, it's going to cost $49 trillion if we don't. They don't respond. They don't message. They don't set their own table. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. don't set the table, you end up eating, you end up eating on the floor. <laughs> and that's well, what Democrats are. They eat on the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm just really... Uh, troubled. I keep using that word because you'll, you'll find you'll use that word more and more when as you re, as your retirement kicks in, you'll use that more and more. Trouble. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm, I miss my check, and I miss my work. You miss your um, check. You yeah, miss your work. I miss my check. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You miss your check. You miss your work. I miss getting my paycheck. If slavery was legal, you'd volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd get that. Let me put it like this. Uh, Just just was it last night? Yeah, it was last night. I had a dream. I was at one of my old jobs. I woke up out of that dream so fast. I, I sat up the rest of the night watching reruns of People's Court. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I just, I, I just, you know, I, I'm thinking about. I got Andrew McCabe's book in what three days ago, and um, he signed it. I, I, I did a major project with him with the FBI 
um, many years ago, and he and I were would email back and forth and talk on the phone. Um, and he's a, he's a he's a he's a product of a product of being white, you know. But anyway, and I used to say that to him, but I was always his checkpoint on stuff having to do with the Civil Rights Division. And when I left, we just maintained that same kind of relationship. I ain't saying he my friend, but he did provide me, and it was very nice. He gifted me a copy of his book. He had no idea that I do radio or any of that stuff. But anyway... There are people who protect the mission in your government. Um, Marsha Coleman Adebaya, she was one of them at EPA. Um, And I could name, I, I could name probably around 30 people that I know who protected the mission, not the bullshit that was going on in the office or in the agency, but the mission, keeping people in the channel. You know what I'm saying? And standing at the bottom and watching the runoff. So when crap was happening, they could try to fix it. I was one of those people, and I'm proud of it, and I miss I miss doing that. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just overwhelming, Alpha. It You know, one of the reasons that I have been really anxious about coming back on the air is it's overwhelming to watch it at every point of the star. And it is, the only thing that I can say is going to take 25 years to fix the mess. And the mess was already a mess. This is some dangerous times, some very dangerous times. I mean, before George Bush was, I mean, not George Bush, before Donald Trump was a president, remember we were talking about what was happening with local law enforcement and ICE and the Homeland Security terrorism that's going on for the American public? Do you remember that? We were talking about that. Oh yeah. So so here we have those problems in addition to the signing off of on permission of stuff we never dreamed would be sanctioned by our government again. I mean, black people are walking around scared to death. 
They should be. When when I part. was what? Yeah, they should be. They should you know, be. like I and keep the same thinking, black people. I keep I just the same black thinking. people didn't want Hillary. Them the same black people didn't want Hillary. I didn't want Hillary either. But where you going? That's why I kept asking the question, where you going? Who you with? This none of this well, none of this would be an issue if we took the lesser of two evils. And people will say it's still evil. When was this country all, anything and, other but than those evil? same people would say those same people would say it's all evil. Yeah, yeah, and until that, you I that. Yeah. Didn't I say that? Yeah, you did. So, I'm listening. So, will you prefer what we got now or what we would have with Hillary Clinton? Well, and you the, know, you got so-called uh, progressive left who want to call themselves radical, but they don't want to be grounded in reality. You get people talking about socialism, building a socialist movement, but they don't want to have revolution. You can't have socialism in a country where there is no semblance of democracy, true democracy, without turning it inside out. A long time ago. You know, Alpha, I've come to the to the point that I believe there are no answers um, to um, what's going on in this country, but I know for a fact. That you know, I w- I was thinking to myself when I was on vacation and watching my grandson get in his new car. It, well, it's not a new car; his is new to him. Uh, his yeah, his car, and he's and he has all this freedom now because he has a car, and he goes into Boston to play basketball to visit friends. And I'm saying to myself, God, this is an awful time for him to be claiming his freedom as a young man. Um and and you have to say things, you know, it it you know, don't go on this street, don't, you know, don't go on this route. I mean, it's just an awful awful time. So what we have to what I think we have to come be very serious in our strategies. And I think everything has to be at the local level. I think that we have to challenge how federal dollars are being spent and the results, the outcome of what we're getting in our cities, in our towns with those dollars. I think that the time for a person like Stacey Abrams giving voice to issues having to do with voter suppression is very important. Um, I think that we have to watch our backs 
um, on on our uh, with our allies and with everybody, everybody and Lottie Dottie and everybody. Um, I look at how the rise of Dick Cheney and Newt Gingrich and Stephen Miller on the issue of Venezuela um, and Israel. I look at the idea that, what's that Adelson man's name? Stephen Adelson? The billionaire? Yeah. Yeah. The billionaire donor? Yeah. The turbo billionaire. That he would pay a million dollars for Donald Trump to have the attorney general that he needs to make cover for him. That he would support an administration that would go into a country like Venezuela. I mean, this thing in Venezuela, and be wise in, in your chat room, is absolutely right. The, the idea that we are repeating what we did in Syria, in Iraq, in um, 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 Gaddafi, um, and, and, and that we are... Continue to bank uh, the the most evil kind of regime that's running Israel. I I you know I I I had to respond to an ad on Twitter the other night, and it was put up. It was an ad sponsored by Raytheon, and they were talking about their Tomahawk missiles and the blah blah blah. And I responded to them and said, keep this shit off my timeline, number one. And number two, you are nothing more than evil and murderers on foreign land. So, you know, and, and, and the other other piece going back to Israel, as Be Wise is also saying, is that Net, net, not, Netanyahu has been under investigation for for what three years now. Yeah, nothing's come of it. And 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 he's still there. The so notion that we have a U.S. president who would back the murderous regime. What a monarch of Saudi Arabia. What's the name that of that MBA? MSB or whatever. Oh, MBA. All MSB. I know is the, what it, Mohammed MSB. Salam, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. MSB uh, is, um, what was it? What did they say it was? MSC is, MSB, it's not MSB. I said MSB, MBS, or whatever, whatever his name is. MBS, it's, it's MBS, Major Bone Saw. That's what it stands for. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ma- and, Major Bone Saw. And that we would have a president who provides cover for the murder of an American resident. 
But I just want to. Um, I just want to. I just want to throw this in. Can I throw something in? <laughs> yeah. I have lots of time to think about this stuff. I will always believe that Melania Trump, and 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 this is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's comic, but it's also serious. No, it ain't. No, because I believe that too. She, she's she, an agent. She's a Russian agent. She, she's an asset. And she was assigned to Donald Trump. If you look at any of the timelines about when he started looking into businesses and his pageant and all that stuff, right around right around after all that activity started happening, when he started addressing the Moscow ta- building, the Moscow Tower, is when she came into his life. So, I mean, all this stuff, it's just so troubling. Um, But I think that we have to deal with what's happening and how it's resonating in at the local level. We cannot let, you know, I I was talking, I was on a conference call with some activists here in Florida and um and one of the things is that we can't let the yahoos in Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Iowa, uh North Carolina, South Carolina, wherever the hell. We can't allow them. And we have to put push back to how the local politicians and government administrators are implementing and engineering Trump ideology in their operation. Well, they're destroying the democracy, and that's the plan. You destroy the democracy, and then we're left to bear. We're left mm-hmm. wide open if the democracy yeah. is destroyed. And that's what he's doing. The rule of law has fallen, has fallen already. It's already a done deal. You know, you say um, uh, McCabe gave you a book. You know what I feel about, how I feel about reading, although I read very well. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, you know I hate it. And wait a minute, wait a minute, get this. I wanted to consume uh, Malcolm Nance's book uh, about democracy, the the, uh, undermining of democracy. And knowing how bad I hate to read, I I put in, I got an audible. I got one of the book, one of the audible books where they, they, they read the book. They read the book I've been for meaning you. to send that to you for Christmas for a long time, but well, then but, I didn't know see, whether I'm I was going to be wasting my money. I'm glad you didn't. You would have wasted your money. You know why? Because I listened to an hour of that book, and I got that about four or five months ago, and I've listened to an hour of it, an hour, and it's like 12 hours, 
And I'm like, I'm not listening to all of this. <laughs> but I mean, that's how that's how bad I am with you know with reading, and I'll get around to it. But uh, you know, it it it's just um, I don't know. It troubles me. It, it troubles me. I don't have a kitchen span theater is my problem. And uh, well, the the thing is. Uh, even for me, it's been hard to, I had said that I was going to start writing more and putting some opinion pieces on my uh, com website. Uh, so, but your mind, I mean, it's so much stuff. Like today I was sitting here and I was listening to the hearing, the whatever that was. I'm not sure what that was. It was like a kick-ass fest. And uh, and I'm saying, okay, say, so if you're not going to get to the point, what is the point? Um, and what they should have done is stop the hearing and tell him, wait for the subpoena. Well, so, wait, wait for the wait for the subpoena and wait for the what do they call it the uh, the uh, what do they call it when they, the deposition they subpoena him and they all put him into a and deposition. depose him yeah the, the subpoena would be yeah so um, I'm not sure also exactly what you do with all of that stuff. Because the plan, in, in terms of how the American government works, um, you still got um, the Senate to deal with, um, and the Senate is what it is. And for the most part, it was just political theater, and but it was quite entertaining. Um, if that's what you want, but I think we've I, I I think we've got in the background Dick Cheney and Halliburton. Uh, what's that guy's name from Blackwater? Eric Prince. Eric Prince. Um, Newt Gingrich, Stephen Miller, um, and 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 and. Every CEO of every major American oil company uh, in the background pushing for a war in Venezuela. Maduro has been particularly stupid in a lot of things, (laughs) but this is about Chavez. This is not about Maduro. This is payback all the way back to... Um, every country in in Latin America and 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 Cuba. This is about Fidel Castro. This is about Che. This is about Chavez. It is not about Maduro. This is payback. He just happened to be there, <laughs> and he, he just, just happened, happened to be there, there. and he just happened when, to when be happened. not as you know. The thing is that. For a long time, people did not understand Fidel Castro 
and 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 I mean, we have to think about it in terms of in America we don't have the temerity to be poor. But while I was in Cuba, one of the things that was very clear to me is that there are a lot of poor people, but those people understand exactly why they are poor and they hold no personal shame about it. So here we are about to fight a war that is about personal payback. I read a very interesting, you know, since since I spent three weeks in, in, in Cuba, I, I'm, I now... I find myself drinking less scotch and more rum and smoking cigars um, dipped in rum. So anyway, so I'm thinking through this haze of rum, you know, and I'm thinking that when countries lock down against this imperialist powerhouse we call the U.S. who is married to Israel who is allied with the colonial idealism of the European uh, with European allies it occurs to me that an alliance with Russia makes sense. Makes sense. And any country that's going to put America on a lockdown, (coughs) they can expect military action and occupation, and nobody's going to say a damn word. Because so, nobody's talking about it. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Janice. Well, Janice, I want to thank you for your call. Well, it was good because talking one to thing you. Is, one thing that's well, for sure. Should I call India and tell her you've taken over her network? It's too late. She, I ain't got but five minutes left. Okay. <laughs> and one thing for sure, and it's turned into turned into one of my favorites. No one was in the room when it happened. <laughs> Alpha, so Janice, you take thank care. you very much for your call. All right, now you have a good one. That's Janice Graham, the CEO of Our Common Ground, uh, and. Truth Works Network. And like I said, uh, <laughs> none of us will be in the room where it happens. I want to end with that so you can listen to it 
because it's so right. Don't forget, as India said, know your value. Know you matter. I want to thank you for your thoughts and your listenership. No one is in the room where it happens. Ah, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr, sir. Did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. <laughs> now, how you going to get your debt plan through? I guess I'm going to finally have to listen to you. Really? Talk less. Smile more. <laughs> do whatever it takes to get my plan on the Congress floor. Now, Madison and Jefferson are merciless. Well, hate the sin, love the sinner. Hamilton. I'm sorry, Burr, I gotta go. But decisions are happening over dinner. Two Virginians and an immigrant walk into a room. Diametrically opposed. Opposed. They emerge with a compromise, having opened doors that were previously closed. Rose. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital. And here's the piece de resistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played, the art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happened. No one else is in the room where it happened. Alexander was on Washington's doorstep one day in distress and disarray. Alexander said, I've nowhere else to turn. And basically begged me to join the fray. I approached Madison and said, I know you hate him, but let's hear what he has to say. Well, I arranged the meeting. I arranged the menu, the venue, the seating. But no one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one really knows how the party's easy yet. The pieces that are sacrificed in every game of chess. We just assume that it happened. But no one else is in the room where it happens. Meanwhile, Madison is grappling with the fact that not every issue can be settled by committee. Meanwhile, Congress is fighting over where to put the capital. It isn't pretty. Then Jefferson approaches with the dinner and invite. And Madison responds with Virginian insight. Maybe we can solve one problem with another and win the victory for the Southerners. In other words, oh, oh. a quid pro quo. I suppose. Wouldn't you like to work a little closer to home? Actually, I would. Well, I propose the Potomac. And you'll provide him his vote. Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's go. No. What else was in the room where it happened? Says in the room where it happened
did you know even then it doesn't matter where you put the U.S. capital? Because we all have the banks. We're in the same spot. You got more than you gave. And I wanted what I got when you got skin in the game, you stay in the game. But you don't get a win unless you play in the game. Oh, you get love for it. You get hate for it. You get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait. God help and forgive me. I want to build something that's going to outlive me. What do you want, sir? 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 Trade 